Welcome to The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Welcome to The Struggle is Real, the podcast by Family Bridges for Millennial Parents. Thanks for joining us. I'm Veronica Avila, and I'm joined by... Omar Ramos. Hello, Veronica. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. And listen up. Today, we continue our faith series with the topic, Let Go and Let God. Mm-hmm. As always, we welcome Dr. Alicia Laos, clinical psychologist, CEO of Family Bridges, and co-author of The Struggle is Real, and our very special guests, Vincent and Latanya Lambert. Thank you so much for joining us. Vincent is senior pastor at River Oaks Community Church in South Holland, Illinois, and a military chaplain for the Illinois Army National Guard. Very, very special opportunity to meet you guys both. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Can you tell us more a little bit about the work that you do? Sure. Well, uh, as he mentioned, uh, we actually serve uh, as pastors of uh, River Oaks uh, Community Church, which is a great uh, church community located in uh, South Holland. Active church, wonderful body of believers there. And we're really excited about the opportunity to be able to serve uh, and lead there at River Oaks. And in addition to that, uh, I personally serve again as a chaplain in the uh, Illinois Army National Guard. Mm -hmm. And with that, uh, basically, I am a, a pastor for soldiers. And so everything that a civilian pastor does, I do kind of in a military context. So that's a great opportunity and, uh, and really fun. He's awesome. Yay! <laughs> it sure seems like it. Well, thank you, dude. He's awesome, and I am honored to be able to serve with him. We also have two boys. I have a 15-year-old high schooler, and I have a kindergartner. So we have an adventurous life in addition to the ministry we do at the church mm-hmm. and that he does in the military. As his wife, we have an exciting time at home raising two boys as well. So I will work alongside my husband um, in the ministry, overseeing the worship and the youth department and the ministry to women. And whenever I'm able to be with him in his military ministry, I escort him there as well. Great. It sounds very exciting. I'm very excited to have you both here. Since we reached out to you, Dr. Alicia had told me a bit about you guys and the great work that you do. And then when I found out that you were from River Oaks, I grew up in South Chicago. So, yes. So I said, oh, (laughs) There you go. Bowen High School. Uh, <laughs> South Side. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, how awesome is that? that they're coming from, from my side of town. That's pretty cool. So yeah. I, thank grew you up, f- I grew up right by there. Really? I sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same neighborhood. <laughs> thank you for being here. As you guys know, today's topic is letting go and letting God. Now, taking a leap of faith isn't always as easy as it sounds for everyone, for the common person. I don't know. They say that when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. In other words, it's in the struggle or the difficult times when your faith gets tested. And I'll put this question out there for anyone who would like to respond. Can you think of a time when you found yourself surrendering either you or your or your child's well-being to God's will? Hmm. That's a tough one. Um, I, um, I had an interesting experience with my oldest son. Well, my oldest, he's a boy. Mm-hmm that I woke up, I was pregnant with him under 20, it was under the 20 week time frame. Mm-hmm. And I was having a, I just had this kind of like vision dream, I'm not sure what it was, where I just woke up in the middle of the night and I felt the strong urging that I needed to call his, him, that it was a boy and I needed to call him Daniel and that he was just going to be called for something. It was weird, I can't explain mm-hmm. it, it was a vision dream thing. So when we went to the ultrasound, the lady said, would you like to know if it's a boy or girl and I said oh I know it's a boy and she said my goodness how did you know and I just said I just had this thing I don't know how to explain it this vision dream thing and because of that I've always had this urging to really equip him 
for whatever. And so I've always just been very strongly praying for God to protect him every night. And I can't explain it, but we have that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. It was like an angel vision dream thing that just shook me up from my dream. And it was a very strong presence that I needed to do that. And so I've always just been praying for him and and feeling like it's my responsibility to guide him in a very spiritual growth trajectory. Mm -hmm. So always read the Bible to him and things like that. It's beautiful. Would you like to share an experience perhaps? Sure, I think of that as I listen to that and I can think of my firstborn son Mm -hmm. and the things that the Lord shared with me that other people shared with me that the Lord gave them about him and all of the preparation and the prayers and the things in the spirit, things in the natural, good education and then He gets to high school and I have a teenager. And what do you mean he didn't do his homework? What do you mean he didn't do his homework? What? You know, and so it was just like him shifting into a different season, growing no longer a child, uh, learning to be a young man. And that's a process, Mm -hmm. you know, as I've understood other things at the earlier ages. But when they're in that teenage stage, it's got a little bit more edge to it because there's (laughs) that personality now coming out and everything like that. And so to your question, I just got to a place where it was like, I really just I had to depend on God. Mm -hmm. And you have work to do everything that you know to do, you know, to get them to a certain point or to be a certain way. And when things start getting a little hairy or they, you get to a place where it looks like what is going on, um, you just have to trust God because it's just a reminder that as much as I'm doing, it's not the things, it's not only those things that I'm doing, but it's the grace of God and it's the hand mm-hmm. of God that's allowing things to be as they should for his will, for his life. So that's the that's what I think of when I think of, hey, I, I, I don't know what to do anymore, you know. So God, you help me. You guide us. We need you, you know. Most definitely. You know, and I'd say for me it has to do similar uh, along with that, but sim- it has to do with, with uh, safety and protection. Mm-hmm. Of course, you, you watch over your children. You want to protect them. Watch both ways crossing the street and, mm-hmm. you know, hold my hand and, you know, and all of that. And so I'm used to doing that. And so now I've got this six foot tall, 15 year old saying, <laughs> hey, bro, I don't need you to hold my hand anymore. I'm good. You know? And so that, that's been a difficult and it sounds funny, but it's been mm-hmm. really a difficult release to be able to release the protection and, and where you're going and what do you mean you're going to take the train home by yourself and, you know, all these kinds of things. And so that ability to be able to say, you know what, God's protecting him. Matter of fact, he's protect- the same God who's protecting him is the one who's protecting me and everybody else. And so having that ability to be able to rest in that and to know that he is protected and that I don't have to hold his hand across the street anymore. And then you have to have that full confidence that he's going to be okay. Right. It's fine. It's right. fine. You can't yeah. control everything. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing those experiences. Now, every parent is not willing to let go of their kids, becoming somewhat of a shadow in their life. Now, I want you to uh, listen to the skit. It's called Your Science Project. Hmm. Hey, Caleb. Uh-huh? You want to take a look at your science fair project? I have everything right here. Nah, I'm good. It's due next week. We need to go over it. Here, take this. Uh, Can you shut off the TV? So, what do you think your conclusion is? I don't know. Well, what was your hypothesis? It says that here that Elodia... Elodia. That's the plant you picked out for the project. That Elodia will produce more oxygen when exposed to blue light? Correct. 
How can you measure how much oxygen a plant makes? Can you, like, breathe more around it than other plants? Well, what we did, remember, was separate different strands of the plant into these glass beakers. See the photo you took? And then we filled each beaker with water. See? And the funnels we placed over those were the exit point for escaping oxygen. So now we have all these measurements I collected. So what do you make of them? Interesting. But what do you see? Uh, different levels of... I see different levels. Correct. Different levels of oxygen produced by the different strands under different colors of light. When did you shine light bulbs in the plants? Do we have blue lights and all that? Correct. We place different strands under white, yellow, green, blue, and red light. And can you see the results? Yeah. So was your hypothesis correct? Yes. Correct. Though yellow and white lights yielded similar results, after a 26-hour period, your Elodia plants produced the most oxygen when exposed to blue light. All right, then. Awesome. What's next? Well, you have the photos you helped take and all these findings I printed out for you, so now you just have to package it up and present it. Cool. I can do that. I thought this trifold poster board was nice. You see how sturdy it is? Yeah. Cool. Well, then, I guess I'll let you get to your project. Need help with anything else? Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, did you take out the trash? Nah. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll get it. Just um, let me know when you finish your project. Can do. Thanks, Ken. No problem. Okay, so we're back, and there is a science project, Caleb's project, but his dad, as we heard, took care of it. Instead of having Caleb work on it, you know, kind of work his creativity, he took it upon himself to complete it and then informed Caleb of the process so he could present it in class. In other words, he did his son's homework. Dr. Alicia Laos, why are some parents behaving this way? Why are they doing this to their kids? Is this like some kind of uh, overprotection scheme? They like they want to take over their responsibilities? I think there's lots of reasons. One might be personality. Some parents just are more conscientious, dot the T's, dot the I's, and are just really on top of things. Mm -hmm. And so that creates a sense of anxiety when things are not done on task and on clue and so you just step in. Also maybe your own experiences, either you feel like you have some kind of accomplishment that you've wanted in your life to accomplish and then now you're just somehow breathing that into your child so your mm -hmm. child will accomplish what your shortfalls or something like that. So sometimes those experiences mm -hmm. are embedded in there. But I also think just intrapsychically there is a sense, going back to the anxiety of just not wanting to let go, wanting them to, to be perfect for the projects to be perfect, to have also just this um, really good impression. Everybody should have a good impression mm -hmm. of your family, of, of them. And so when you let go, that means you have to deal with the anxiety of it not being done maybe the way you would want it to be mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. You know, not, it's not going to be perfect. The drawing is not going to be, you know, all put together. So when um, I remember being in preschool, preschool, and our kids were given this newsprint and we were supposed to trace their bodies in the newsprint and they're supposed to decorate. And we just gave our son a ton of stuff, right? And he'd paint and I don't know, I don't know what the heck it was. Well, we go and then they put all these newsprints in, a, they had all the parents go to some kind of open house and we're walking around 
and these things were obviously done by the parents because it's like you know preschool kids you know and you know it's like Superman and like the ballerina and you know our kid is like looking like a kid did it <laughs> so obviously a lot of parents are are feeling the pressure of having to have their kids produce perfect work of art or perfect science projects and when we do that we're not giving them the chance to grow exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to pastor vincent and latania i see you nodding have you had this experience or have you seen it with the couples that you work with and what are the long-run results well said i was just thinking the challenge is it's not an even playing field Mm -hmm. so you know that the other parents are working (laughs) you know it's like battle of the parents a little bit and there is this little uh, there is this you know you're representing us and actually uh, my son was very involved in science Uh, went to regionals and things like that so we did a lot of that and just really trying to um, as much as we're supporting them have it birthed from their own questions Mm -hmm. things that they're curious about so that they're driving it and we're just supporting Um, but I think you know, everything that you were saying in terms of the fear of, oh, it won't be as it could be if a 35 or 40 year old or a 30 year old mm-hmm. did it, you know, versus all of those anxieties. But we limit their growth mm-hmm. when in their confidence when they aren't driving it. Not that we can't come alongside and support, but... Um, so. See, self-confidence is not something that you, someone gives you as a gift when you're older. Mm-hmm. It's something that you gain because you've made risks, and then those risks you've messed up and you've fallen, and you've learned to pick yourself up and then correct yourself in the pathway. These little projects are an opportunity for kids to gain that self-confidence, mm-hmm. but they have to mess up. Of course. It's not going to be perfect, and then they're going to learn and move forward. Yeah. That's a learning experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think confidence is gained from that ability to be able to remember. And mm-hmm. so I remember maybe I stumbled and failed and something didn't go the way that I wanted it to mm-hmm. go, but here's how it was corrected. And oh, by the way, when I stumbled and failed, the world didn't end. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. Uh, and so now I can continue to pick myself up and I can continue to grow and continue to get after it. And there are going to be some moments and times in my life where I stumble, fail, everything doesn't go right, everything doesn't go the way that I had planned it, but it's okay because I just need to continue to keep learning and growing. And I think if parents rob their children of that experience, Mm -hmm. then what you're actually setting them up for is when they become adults, they don't have the ability to be able to uh, have those experiences, Mm -hmm. to have that confidence, to know they can do something after they failed or after they stumbled because they've never really had to do anything. Parents want to help their children, and it's it's a balancing act between, you know, wanting to support your children and help them, but then also not do everything for them Mm -hmm. so that they don't learn, they don't grow, and they don't ultimately become who God wants them to become. Great stuff, Vincent. Thank you so much for that. So right now we're just speaking about parents helping out their kids, but when it comes to helping out the parents, when it comes to the responsibilities or when you want your child to explore their, what kind of capabilities they have, what tips, Doctor, do you have for parents to help their children become independent and responsible. Yeah, it's a fine line, right? You asked them, what kind of interest do you have? What, what, what science project do you want to study? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm interested in frogs. Okay, well, let's go to the library and look up frogs. So then you as a parent are providing the resources, maybe taking them to the library to explore it. 
but you ask them what it is that they want and then you you guide them okay well let's see what do you want to explore about frogs well it looks okay let's look at different types of experiments and so yeah you are a coach but you're not doing it for them and so Mm -hmm. it is a fine line but you're just providing the resources the coaching the opportunities you're a cheerleader but ultimately you let them do it Um, so whether it's a science project in this sense you make sure that they have the necessary tools in order to succeed but you just don't you step back It, Mm -hmm. it still has to be driven by them they have to drive the car not you you know and also kids will learn a lot more creativity when I have a a chance to meet with the school teachers and the social workers in the school district and here in Chicago we've served well over 100 schools and they say that they're surprised at the number of kids today that just are not able to make decisions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. simple decisions Mm -hmm. like should I color this blue or yellow I mean just really day to day just really (laughs) simple things and they say they have a really hard time because everybody's always made decisions for them and so that's what we're doing with our kids we're not letting them um, just grow and creatively problem solve. So problem solving is a creative process. Mm-hmm. And you're in problem solving is involved when you're able to look at a situation and come up with 10 different scenarios. Yes. And out of those 10 scenarios, then you optimize and you choose the one and then you, you, you figure out and then you follow up with a problem solving situation. What's happening is when we're always deciding for kids they're climbed down and they can't come up with any possible Mm -hmm. solutions maybe one if that and so then they get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and they shut down and then the world falls apart and they can't problem solve so you gotta let them struggle and come up with solutions and stretch their minds so that then they come up with those alternatives bring you know just open clears Mm -hmm. up those you know those neurons in the brain and they see more solutions that are available now for the parents that okay so maybe up to now they've been doing this Mm -hmm. but how do they reset there's no reset button but you can always start again right how do you reset that and what if the child resists to that change how would you recommend parents well I think um, it, it's helpful to know your personality. Mm-hmm. If there's a parent that has a dominant personality, which is, it has some benefits and it has some drawbacks, but they have to know they're going to tend to want to tell them, you know, this and drive it and dominate. Mm-hmm. So they have to just be conscientious of that and say, you know what, so what, what are you thinking? You like roller coasters? You want to you study speed? You want to, you know, so they have to be conscientious of that. And um, I think just allowing kids to be interested in what, they're interested in and kind of pulling that out and following that and see where that trail leads is pretty much and that can start at any time even if you did this last year and you (laughs) kind of dominated or you whatever you did you can always start over cool so honey i will not be doing your science project this year (laughs) it's your science project so i will come and cheer you on but you have to do the work (laughs) yes yeah that's what that's what we what we have to do well why don't we go ahead and listen to the second skit omar yes this is called it was never about the project let's listen to caleb and his dad a few years later in this skit that we just presented. Yo. Hey, Caleb, it's Dad. How's it going? Pretty good. What's new? Oh, nothing. Well, I got some of your mail. Looks important. Something about your phone and something from your insurance? I don't have health insurance. No, you do. I pay it. But I meant car insurance. You want me to see what it's about? Uh, yeah, sure. Okie dokie. I'll let you know if it's anything important. How you doing on money? Could always use more, you know. 
How's your job going? Are you still temping? Sometimes, you know, like, you know how offices go. You know, they need you for the really boring, tedious stuff. But then when something solid comes up, they always promote from within, you know. It's just so political. And are you working right now? Yeah, yeah. Looking for work. Sorry, I had you on speakerphone. Well, I know you're going to say no, but we could always use another account assistant if you're willing to move back here. No. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. Okay. Okay, I can't blame an old guy for asking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it, but I just, um, you know how it is. Like, I need to be in a, a, a big city right now, you know? I get it. It's more fun than your hometown. But yeah, yeah, if you want to um, transfer me, I, I don't know, let's say $1,000, that'd be cool. Do you need it immediately? No. No, 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 no. End of the week is fine. Okay. I can stop by the bank on the way home from work. Oh, you don't have to do that. There's no rush. No, I'll just get it done while it's on my mind. Cool. Well, um, any, anything else? That's all the news that's fit to print. Okay, well, you know, I gotta get going to this thing, so I, uh, I'll, hey, I'll, hey, I'll see you when you're here in a few weeks with Mom. Next week. Your mom and I are there next week. Don't forget. I won't. Jeez, I'm not a kid. You can cut me some slack. I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for calling. Thanks for picking up. Ciao. All right. What do you guys say? We cut him some slack? Huh? More. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. So, okay. We've definitely seen the, are seeing the results of parenting style of Caleb's dad. He seems like an entitled, irresponsible adult. At least that's what I can see. Now, what can you say will be the later consequences for everyone? Caleb, dad, Caleb's future wife, maybe, society? What can we envision if this continues to happen? Well, I think uh, for Caleb, he may find himself in a place where he is never able to complete anything mm -hmm. or he continually spins his wheels because uh, he maybe starts something and because he's never had to push through the completion, the moment he gets feels something difficult or the moment he hits a tough moment or a tough season, oh, okay, I'm done with that. And so I, I've seen this actually with people a lot and that they go from job to job or from church to church or from spouse to spouse or whatever it is because they hit these moments where there's difficulty and they're not used to having to do that and it's uncomfortable you know for them as an adult and rather than pushing through the difficulties what they do is just quit and start over hmm. doctor I'm gonna pencil back to you at the end of the day who suffers the most and it's a question <clears throat> that I'm asking with two different answers when is it appropriate for parents to let go and let God as well. You know, you see the son being handicapped in somehow, and somehow, mm -hmm. because the parents clearly started with a science project and perpetually probably happened across the lifespan of this kid's life, where the parents step in and step in and step in and step in. And so, again, you as a parent want the best for your kids, and so the motivation isn't ill-found. It's just that it's really uncomfortable to let them mess up and let them, you know, not do it perfect. Unfortunately, later on, you as a parent could probably get frustrated mm -hmm. because you're like, why aren't they picking up and why are they slacking? So you suffer in that regard because then you have unsuccessful children mm -hmm. that leads to 
insecure romantic relationships that you know jump from one another or jobs that tends to happen and so that you suffer as a parent because you don't want your kids to be doing that and then your kids suffer because there's this undertone of depression we've talked in a previous season that autonomy is one way to have motivation Mm -hmm. so when you are able to have we're not talking about independence completely like let me do things on my own when i want to you know and not have a, a home that I submit myself to. No, but autonomy in terms of let me honor who you are as an individual, you are valued. When we honor that creative spirit in our children, that creates and breeds motivation because you're saying you're providing the environment for that self-confidence to to be birthed and they feel good and then they're able to tackle the next situation, the next situation, the next situation Mm -hmm. that life warrants. And so then you feel really comfortable under your skin when you're robbed of that because your parents are always imposing their will Mm -hmm. on you. Then there's a sense of a depressed undertone that you, Mm -hmm. you picked up on this sun. And that's what we see a lot of times, this lack of motivation, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like your foot are just like, you're just slacking, you know, Mm -hmm. and you, and you feel that like, ugh. I'm just dragging my feet. And it's because you weren't honored. Your decisions weren't honored. Your creative spirit wasn't honored. And what you said, too, was really important. We're not allowing our kids to finish. We just let them not. You know, so my son picked up the other day a puzzle piece that was a thousand pieces. Mm -hmm. I said to him, that's a very big puzzle. He had done 500. He's pretty precocious. He likes these things. But a thousand, you know, he's little. (laughs) He insisted. I said, "Okay, we're going to have to finish. He wanted to pick up some other building thing and I said "Mm, sorry you're gonna have to work on that that's a very hard thing Mm -hmm. but one of the things I want him to learn is that it's not just what you start is that you need to end well so in his world it's playing its games and so it's really trying to teach those principles with the little things you know finishing a puzzle or what finishing a science project whatever it is having them push through and do it not my way, uh-huh. their way, but then you as a parent, what you do is you say, you got to finish. You got to keep working on that. Yes. You can't pick up on something else. Helping them go through the process themselves. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a saying that says it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. Working in the faith community. How do you help parents who maybe don't know how to get out of this of this cycle mm-hmm. of, of, of mm-hmm. trying to do everything for, for their kids? When is it appropriate to go in and, and offer help or offer advice? I think um, as a support, I was uh, listening to the doctor and I'm thinking we really just have to always be reminded that it's a process. Mm -hmm. It it takes patience to watch them grow in an area. So if I look at my son's room and I'm thinking, (laughs) you know, let me just, (laughs) it's like, I don't even have to step in. (laughs) Yeah, I got to step in. So, but that, that hinders him, right? So it's faster. It's going to look nicer. Or I could say, okay, get that over there. Pick that. So now I'm teaching you how to organize your room, clean up your room. It takes longer. It takes more patience. He's not going to have it mastered after we do that one time. But if I keep making him do it Mm -hmm. instead of me just coming in there, which is a battle for me, like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just understanding that it is a process. And I think as parents, especially as, as children get older, we like to feel needed. Mm-hmm. So that constantly coming to the rescue, there is something in some of us sometimes that, hey, they still need me. But it's okay if your child's trying. Maybe they fell on hard times mm-hmm. and they could use a little support, but it's not that they're not putting forth effort. you know. So there are times when that support is just a symbol of God is with you. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You haven't been forsaken. 
and it's appropriate to offer assistance. It's appropriate to come around and rally and help. You know, maybe they're overwhelmed and they're boat loaded up with homework and okay, maybe I'll help pick up a little something so he doesn't have to do, <laughs> so he doesn't have to do that too. But I shouldn't do that always. Yes. Right. So. And you know, what's helpful with the community of faith or other people is you can speak to other parents or other couples and recognize we're all going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe the situation varies. This is a science project or just, you know, the cleaning the room. I mean, but all of us are going through similar circumstances and being isolated mm-hmm. really adds to the stress. And so I think that's one of the things that a community of faith can offer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, church or faith community, one of the main goals or topics that faith community should provide is mm-hmm. equipping. Uh-huh. And uh, one of those areas of equipping is helping to equip parents to parent, helping mm-hmm. to equip them to be great models for their children. One of the things we do uh, at our church is we periodically we have parenting classes mm-hmm. for parents to, mm-hmm. you know, just give them some some tips and some some little things spiritually, uh, how they can help their children grow and kind of develop. And so I think as church leaders taking their responsibility and saying, hey, what's a way that I can help to equip my people? What's a way that I can help to equip mm-hmm. and train the folks that are in our congregation so that they are a little bit more, you know, effective uh, parents, or even sometimes give them some things to think about that perhaps they haven't thought about yet. And, you know, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And if you are part of a church body and you're lead a church congregation, you can do that. But if you're a member, you can organize it. Mm -hmm. Or let's say Mm -hmm. you're not, let's say you're in a neighborhood and there's other parents. Mm -hmm. You know, what about just getting a bunch of parents together, listening to these podcasts and Mm -hmm. printing the principles and just talking about it. Sometimes it's simple, Mm -hmm. but it's saying, you know, you pick up ideas and you're not alone and you and you get motivated but I also also say with the faith piece that one of the things that you know going back to your question Omar Mm -hmm. is that we resist because it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. like you said it's oh my gosh I have to teach my kids it's you know all of that is almost anti your nature Mm -hmm. you know you just Mm -hmm. we want to be in control it's one Mm -hmm. one thing we're not patient overall as human beings (laughs) I mean you know some of us are better and others have like really need help Mm -hmm. so you know that's our also we need to (laughs) surrender and ask God for help so that's where your faith comes in where you can be like I'm really anxious Lord help me deal with my anxiety Mm -hmm. or I'm really impatient help me you know those kinds of things when you're able to let go and ask for God's presence then you also don't feel as isolated and alone and parenting, which can be overwhelming. That's true. And the church can play a role um, in that, like we're having a STEM camp this summer, science, technology, mm-hmm. engineering, and mathematics. Cool. Where nice. students can learn to be creative yeah. away from their parents, ah. <laughs> working on projects, <laughs> critical thinking. Yeah. So the church can do these kinds of things as well. You know, they give space for children to grow, for parents to see their kids build something away from them. Wow, my son made a motor, a car or, a, you know, and Pretty so awesome. um, we can play a role in that as well cool pretty cool just allow them the opportunity to get creative and explore maybe areas that they still haven't they didn't Mm -hmm. even think they had an interest in Mm -hmm. well thank you for that why don't we go ahead and listen to the third skit it's called i'm not fighting your battles it's a mom and a daughter with a very different point of view than the previous that we listened to here you go what's this a notice of disciplinary action for what Civil disobedience. What? Read the form. Refusal to shower following varsity basketball practice. You didn't shower today? Nope, and I may not shower tomorrow. Why? My coach won't take me off the bench. 
Do you take a shower after 90 minutes of heavy sitting? So you're protesting your coach for not playing you more. Don't you think that decision should be based on merit? That is my point. Precisely. Thank you. I was perfectly happy on the junior varsity. I played, I showered. Life was good. I didn't actually moved up a level. I serve no purpose. I make no progress. I make no sweat and will take no showers. You're really making a difference, Tiff. I will gladly sign this notice of disciplinary action and support your choice to stink. Can you please talk to my coach and get me sent back to JV? It won't be a hard sell. Nah, I'm good. Oh, come on. I'm a good player. I agree. That's probably why your coach moved you to varsity. Besides, I'm not about to become one of those parents. The parent who stands up for the kid? No, you know what I mean. One of those parents? Excuse me, coach. Hi. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but my daughter, the smelly one, is really talented. And I just think it would be fair if you played her more often. That would be great. Thanks. Here's some homemade brownies. They're vegan. But that'll be just our little secret. Toodaloo. How about, hey, coach, my daughter puts a buttload of time into practice. She doesn't enjoy sitting on the bench watching her skills atrophy while the seniors get all the court time. That's great, actually. You should say that. She won't listen to me. You don't want your parents fighting your battles, believe me. Besides, if you want to get better at basketball, it's better to level up. This isn't level up. It's game over, man. Whatever. The ball's in your court. You're giving up on parenting, haven't you? At least for the night. Love you. Go figure it out. <sighs> Fine. And we're back. Okay, so it seems like Tiff has everything resolved with the shower issue for being a bench warmer. Mom is letting her handle her own battle with the teacher, Dr. Alicia Laos. What can we take from this, learn from this situation? Well, we heard it from the kid. Hey, you gave up on parenting. You know, kids are going to push back (laughs) and they're going to press on. And it was very clear that the mom has a set of values that she's wanting to teach her children and she's standing her ground on it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just expect some, sometimes your kids will push you towards it, but make sure you have a very clear vision a clear standard that helps you not get swayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be easy to, to just give in, right? But mm-hmm. obviously this, I love that she said, oh yeah, you want me to go, oh yeah, why don't you <laughs> just put my daughter in there? Like it's so easy, right? Yeah. But if we see it from the other part, it's also creating an independent child, mm-hmm. right? So if we want to raise independent children, we want to also instill faith in them, trusting God that you know that they will become responsible adults. But that not only uh, requires letting go, but we will also see as results see our kids flourish more. What's been your experience with your children? Mm-hmm. The same thing where they may run into a situation and they don't understand the adult perspective, mm-hmm. or they don't understand the greater thing at work, and that frustration coming to you. And maybe they may not necessarily ask me to fight the battle, but they'll have this attitude about it, and just trying to provide that insight. Mm-hmm. Like they they may see it this way, or you should ask your coach this, or maybe you should ask what you should do, what you can do to get better, mm-hmm. or whatever that dilemma is offering wisdom as to how they may approach it other than their approach which is not working Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so then it's up to them whether or not they will take heed to that but offering that wisdom because it's often not developed yet and they really just don't get it yeah and I I would just add to that most of the time (laughs) it's funny kids people in general but especially kids generally see things totally from their point of view Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. and then being able to share with them that there might be another one 
<laughs> that they perhaps can look at and gain some insight from and say, hey, maybe the coach was thinking this or maybe that maybe this is how the situation could go and maybe this is something that you might want to think about or, or try still allowing them to do it by giving them suggestions. It's interesting on the skit there, the young lady knew what needed to be said. Mm -hmm. She just wanted her mom to say it. it, And so, you know, many times I think kids sort of know what they should do and it's just giving them some encouragement to be able to go forth and to do what they should and know, know should happen. I also try to focus on bigger themes so that they learn outside of the context of what's going on. So I try to shepherd the heart like you always want to show respect Mm -hmm. or whatever is at play. You always it's not about that. You always want to do what's best for the team or whatever the issue is Mm -hmm. so that they can carry that into other circumstances. All righty. So I'd like to go ahead and uh, thank you to our invited guest today, to Senior Pastor Vincent and Latanya Lambert. Thank you so much for uh, Hanging out with us today in the Struggle is Real podcast. Veronica, anything else you'd like to add? No, I would just ask them, where can we learn or where can people learn more about your ministry? Sure. Uh, You go to our website. It's www.rocconline.org. www.rocconline.org. We also have worship every Sunday, 10 o'clock, 15910 Cottage Grove in South Holland, Illinois. Would love to see anybody. No, I'd like to stop by someday. It'd be great. I'd love to have you. Thank you so much. Closing thoughts, doctor? The struggle is real. Yes. You are want you want your kids to be everything they you you know, you aspire for them and the best way you can do that is letting go. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's right. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. Make sure you listen to the next one. It's going to be the final one on this faith series and it's going to be called Raising a Self-Compassionate Child. Wow. Don't want to miss it. Wow. So this was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. Download it today on iTunes and please share with other parents, friends, and family. You can also check out all their additional resources in our Family Bridges app, which is also available on iTunes. And of course, if you're into social media, do not forget to use the hashtag The Struggle is Real or simply hashtag TSIR for blogs, tips, and a whole lot more. Thanks for listening to The Struggle is Real. I'm Veronica Avila. And on this, I'm Omar Ramos. Till next, next time. This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com.